Hey, before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, sit down and write a review. If you want to discuss anything from this episode, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Thanks. Being yelled at, what do you mean you can't do that? Don't you know who I am? Generally makes me want to laugh or sends me into a stomach turning rage. Take your pick. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. Today is the first of several episodes that came as suggestions from people on the Facebook page. In life, we will face conflict. It's as certain as sunrise and internet trolls. And conflict can be a good and healthy part of life. At other times, though, conflict becomes a bit more trying as people try to pull emotional reactions out of you in order to gain advantage. How you respond or don't respond in these situations impacts your long-term success or failure in these situations. And in the process, remembering what is momentarily gratifying isn't necessarily what helps you with long-term success. I personally call those moments, do I go scorched earth? Some things to keep in mind as we dig into this. First off, sometimes there is no win. There's no way around that. Some people just want to fight. Second, never have a conversation you aren't prepared for, unless there's no other choice. Meaning, sometimes there's difficult conversations you can sit back and plan. At other times, they're coming at you and you have no warning. And finally, scorched earth is the last possible choice. Something I've never used often, but learn slow that I shouldn't use at all. Now let's get started. Quick note, you never stop learning how to deal with these things. This week, life gave me the opportunity to practice this again in a conversation that I had no idea was coming and was done in a way that I've never had to do it before. So it's constant learning, growing, and adapting to situational awareness. Now, when I was about 16 years old, I used to act as a grocery store checker in this small town grocery store. It sat right on the highway, so you're dealing with people from all over the country, all over the world, all the time. And that led to some interesting learning. In this case, a gentleman from another part of the state coming in and wanting to cash a two-party check. For those of you who have spent your entire lives dealing with debit cards, this wouldn't make sense. Why didn't he just take a picture and put it in the bank? Not an option in those days. Well, we had a policy not to take it, and he got irate. He came in irate, and the fight was on. I couldn't take it. There was no win. But when, as he stormed away from me, he says, well, what am I supposed to do? The bank wouldn't take it either, telling me I'd made the right choice. I remember feeling empathy for the guy. He obviously needed the money. I also remember not being sure if this gentleman who was probably 30 was going to punch me in the mouth over the grocery store counter. It was among the first times I've dealt with these situations. It's far from the last. So that leads me to today's episode. 
I thought I'd share eight tools that I have picked up, sometimes from other people, sometimes by having a situation go bad, really bad, and then having to work my way back through where things went bad. It's not an inclusive list. You guys probably have your own tools, but I think these help. First off, it's important to listen to understand, not to respond. Too many times when someone starts, we think we know where they're going and immediately begin crafting our response and then our solution, our fix to their issue or problem while the person's still explaining. Body language, eye contact, all give this away. Little trick, if appropriate, try to take some notes. Keeps you focused and prevents you from skipping over listening and racing to the response. You're busy trying to keep up with the note taking. Other times that's not appropriate. Still, focus on what they're saying. Lean forward, give eye contact, make sure they know you're paying attention. Just listen. Once you listened, then you're in a situation where you might be able to problem solve. Ask probing questions as they talk. Figure out what the real issue truly is. Often the person who is angry doesn't even realize it. The next tool to use, and it's a hard one, leave the ego at the door. Even if the complaint's about you, it really can't be about you if you're going to solve the problem. How we want to feel justified or how we want to solve the problem doesn't fix anything unless the other person ends up being a partner in it. So the ego's got to go. These next two only come with practice because the first time you're in these situations, your heart races, blood rolls through your ears, you have the adrenaline hits. And so your brain starts operating at lizard level. You're not thinking your best. It's a struggle. So it's important, if you can, to detach yourself from the situation. Because if you can think of the problem as a puzzle, you're not personalizing it. And you're not reacting to it. You're planning. No matter what, it is stressful and easy to feel attacked. Keep yourself frosty and detached where possible. And turning the corner with number five. Remind yourself, as you go through the situation, no matter how angry the other person is, often making them feel listened to diffuses the situation. No one wants to feel powerless. No one wants to feel like someone is out to get them. Making them feel like you're listening to them, even if you can't solve the problem, helps. Even when you're in the thick of things, remember you're not there to be abused. It doesn't matter if the conflict is interpersonal or professional. If the conversation or conflict isn't productive, reschedule. If it's abusive, end the conversation. Whether it's a reschedule at that point or a piss off, it needs to end immediately because it's bad and you're not there to be someone's whipping boy. And if you're in a job where that is an expectation, 
Get out now. Number seven. Again, never have a conversation you aren't ready for. Even to the point of rehearsing those hard conversations to avoid putting yourself in an unexpected position. Number eight. It never gets easy, but you get better at dealing with conflict. But ultimately, each conflict will be different because each one involves people. Conflict will come in as many flavors as there are people. And as crazy as it sounds, you do get some twice, but every year you're going to have one that ends up with a mint chocolate chip mess because it was something new. For example, who would have ever thought you had to have a conversation outside a hospital about masking? And people all across this country are having those now. To wrap it up, at the end of the day, all we can do is our best. No matter how tough it is, you do your best, you move forward, and you get on with your life. Worth mentioning. What I'm going to mention today isn't for everyone. It's a filthy show, but an amazing one. On Amazon Prime, The Boys is so timely and so on point of where we are societally in politics and the manipulation of people through the press and social media. I have to say, watch it. It is a smart superhero deconstruction. It is irreverent. It is over the top. And I wish it wasn't so damned on point. There are two seasons now on Amazon Prime. Season two ended up this week with a bang. And without a doubt, it's worth checking out. Finally, a quick shout out. Thank you, Marcus, for both listening and for suggesting today's topic. I appreciate the support, my friend. That's it for this week's Strive, Seek, Find. If you enjoy what you heard, leave a review and please subscribe. If not, reach out. My Twitter handle is at ChanceWhitmore5. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.